Push Talk family. What's the deal? What's going on? Me and my boy T back at it, checking in. You know what it is, man. Uh, every trade deadline. We have rumors. We have reports. We have official trades. But at the end, you know that we always got to have winners and losers of the trade deadline. Because with every trade, there's a winner and a loser. And we're going to go ahead and get into that. But my boy T, how you doing, my dog? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, I'm just excited. Hopefully, I'll do this video. And I know the trade deadline is kind of like two days, two days away. I mean, two days pass and stuff like that. But, you know, you still get to listen to one of the to two of the greatest. Uh, we just not really known yet. But like we know what we talk about over here, man. So you listen to the greatest speakers, uh, analysts, whatever you want to call us, man. So, uh, yeah, make sure you put uh, notifications on, subscribe and uh, let's get straight to it. Get straight to it, man. Just how, just like how T said, man, we the greatest in the game, man. The greatest podcast in the universe. I said it, T. I said it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, here we, here we go. Here we go, T. All right, so uh, I know you got four winners and three losers. You want to run off all your winners first, your first winner, and then a loser? How, how you want to do this? Yeah, um, so I'll just name them all off, and then you go, and then I'll just explain, and then you'll explain. All right? All right. So I got the Bucks. Bucks. I got the Clippers, I got the Los Angeles Lakers, and then for the losers real quick, I got the Chicago Bulls, I got the Denver Nuggets, and I got the Miami Heat. Okay. So you just go now, and All then right. I'll explain, okay? All right, bet. So for my, for my winners, I have the Lakers, I have the Suns, the Clippers, and then for my losers, man, honestly, I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to cut a team. I had four losers, but I'm gonna have to come over three right now. So I got Oh well, well to be honest with you, I had the Phoenix Suns, but like I feel like that one's kinda like clear. it's kinda clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. KD. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You feel me? I feel yeah. you. All right. Um and then for and then for losers, I have the Nuggets as well. I also have the Bulls, the Mavs. I had another team, but I, 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 I don't know, man. I mean, we only doing three, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Hey, man, listen, I love, I love that you put the Mavs and this is going to get a lot of people talking. That's what we love. But let me just explain what the Bucks. The Bucks made one move, and that one move, honestly, I love it. Because I was talking to John about this, right? When you look at championship teams, when you look at teams that are already ready, but they just kind of just need that one piece. They don't really – they don't need it, but they want it. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are the hottest team in the NBA right now. They're in a 10-game win streak. Giannis is unstoppable. I think he's one of the MVP favorites. He has to be. He, he just really has to be, right? Chris Middleton's finally getting back into somewhat of Chris Middleton. I'm pretty sure more season, more games under his belt, he's going to be back into old Chris Middleton, and that's scary. I don't care what anybody says, right? You have Bobby, Bobby Portis coming coming back from injury. You still got Drew Holiday, Drew, Drew Holiday over there. And then you got um, Brooke Lopez, the twin tower, who could space out the floor and shoot the th- um, and, and protect the rim. But not only that, I put him as a winner because you got, you got Jay Crowder. You gave up players that are not, not really impacting your team. George Hill, okay. George Hill is just there just to have that metric, to be that point guard. But they already got Javon Carter who gets some buckets, who is their backup point guard, right? Now then you traded away Sergi Baca and Jordan Nawar. Sergi Baca wasn't even in the rotation. He wasn't even playing when you even traded for him. And then Jordan Nawar, he was playing, but it just wasn't really like he's meh. Now you get Jay Crowder, who brings that energy, who brings the toughness, who's going to have 
he fits the team perfectly. He's that wing. And we all know Giannis is, is, is a big body. He's going to – he does one euro, he's already at the hoop. What does the defense do? They crash on him, and then he has a bunch of shooters around him, surrounded with him, with a Grayson Allen, with a Drew Holiday, with a Chris Milton. And now you have Jay Crowder who can do it on the defense end and on the offense and knock down the three. Yes, he has been sometimes inconsistent and stuff like that, but he's been in the, the, the championships. He He's experienced that. He has all that. So I think it was just a great pickup. And the Milwaukee Bucks, like, like I said, when you pick up these players that wings – are very important in this league. They didn't really need much. It's not like they needed to trade for a superstar like the Phoenix Suns. They just kind of just needed that. And I honestly think their team could, could be complete. I'm not sure how many roster spots they have available, but maybe they continue and go in the buyout market to just bolster the roster even more to go against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Man, I, I, I love that you bring the, the, the Jay Crowder pick up, brother, because that is definitely a, you know, not a splash, but definitely, you know, one of those low-key moves that, uh, are really going to move, uh, you know, move move the line for the for the Bucks and be and be be big help for them. And I mean, I'm not, I don't need to bring up anything that you brought anything else because I mean, you brought you brought it all up, you hit all the points. The only other thing I want to say was, remember when the when PJ Tucker, uh, you know, helped the Bucks win that championship, and and then they let him walk the following year to Miami, and a lot of people were like, oh man, like they're crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I said they were crazy myself. But if you look at it right now, they don't look that crazy, right? Because they let him go. PJ Tucker had a, ser- a serviceable year in Miami. He wasn't he wasn't the PJ Tucker that we seen guarding Kevin Durant on on the uh, Bucks championship year. And now PJ Tucker looks absolutely not worth. It. He's get way overpaid for his contract. I believe it's like thirty three mil or something like that. Um, yeah. He's he's about to be forty years old on the last year of his contract. So just shout out the Bucks, man, because uh, that was all a win all around and. I mean, you let go of P.J. Tucker and you bought a player like P.J. Tucker right back. So nothing but respect. Who's better offensively? Exactly. Better, younger, who can, you know, do more. So, yeah, I think he'll be there for longer. So that was a win-win for the Bucs. But um, all right, my boy, go ahead. You, you want to go off your next one? Yeah, I'm just going to go say mine and then you. Okay, okay. So another winner, obviously, I have the Clippers. Um, I always love what the Clippers do every offseason. I feel like you can always expect them to do something because their owner wants to win now. And he's very passionate about his team and, and like, just wants to bring that title to the Clippers, not the Lakers, because the Lakers are used to winning those titles. The Clippers, they don't have nothing under their belt. When's the last time was they were in the Western Conference Finals, John? You can't even remember. I don't even think I was born during the time. You know, it's been a long, long time. And so when you trade for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard – and you expect to get something out of it. John, they haven't even made a Western Conference appearance. And so with all these other moves, it's like it's going to be competitive. But going to the pickups, they picked up Bones Highland for practically nothing, which is a very great pickup. If, I don't know if y'all watch Bones Highland. The Denver Nuggets are not really on TV like that, which is crazy because they're like a number one seed in the Western seed. Conference. They get no TV time. But I've watched Bones Highland play, and that dude can hoop. And I was telling John, I think it has to be internal thing of why he got traded. Because on the court, it's not the problem. Like, maybe he does have his flaws like every other player, but he could still consistently hoop, and he was brought to the Clippers to come off their bench, be that six-man role, and just constantly get buckets. So when either Kawhi Leonard's missing some time or Paul George missing some time, you still have bench unit a bench unit that's still producing. Not only did they did that, they picked up a veteran shooting guard in Eric Gordon from the Houston Rockets, which, yeah, his – Time has passed. Obviously, he's not the same EG from the Charlotte Hornets or even just when he was playing with James Harden. 
but he could still get some buckets. He has that, another veteran experience. I don't think they really care for the veteran experience. I just think they just want to keep bolstering their bench because the more depth that you have is better, especially when you hit deeper in the postseason. Players get tired. They, their legs get weak. Now we have a whole new unit coming in with EG and Bones Highland when these other players of Robert Covington or just Nicholas Latuma are not, are not playing well. We have a unit still coming in that's fresh. You don't, you get what I'm trying to say? And not only that, they added Mason Plumley to back up Zubac. And Mason Plumley is having a career year statistical-wise averaging 13 and 10 practically. He had some big games in the last 11 games. I've seen some games where he's putting up 25 and 10 rebounds, shooting 11 for 11 or 7 for 7. So I love the moves. I love what the Clippers could have continued to do. Um, they have been playing a little bit better basketball. Quiet Leonard's kind of looking like the old Quiet Leonard. And I, I like it. And there's a chance they, they make they pick up Russell Westbrook. I know Marcus Morris and Paul George have actively been recruiting him on like interviews and on Twitter and stuff like that, like pretty much saying we want a traditional point guard over here. And they said we'll do whatever it takes to Russ be Russ. But they, I don't really believe into that because the Lakers said let Russ be Russ and never let Russ be Russ. But anyways, so that's my winner too. And talking about the Lakers fan of the Lakers no more. I'm probably not going to be watching them as much because my boy ain't over there. I'm sorry, John. Keep it a buck with you. I put them on. The only time I'm putting them on is when I see them lose and I go make a TikTok video and talk trash. I made a TikTok video the other day talking trash about the Lakers and had like 200,000 views and the whole comments are like, you're just mad. Russ is going to be in China. You're just mad. Da, 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 da. And I'm just laughing at him because I'm like, there's plenty of teams that want him, but I thought his career was over. Anyways, going to I said Danny A's. Going to Rob Polinka and Jeannie and Jeannie. Gotta give them credit, John. You just really gotta give them credit. They they said, you know what? LeBron committed to us. We gotta make him proud. And for a while, we was we was really criticizing him because we didn't know what they was doing. But it all started started from that Rui move. As soon as you shipped off Kendrick Nunn, you picked up Rui. Now you picked up Malik Beasley. You picked up Jared Vanderbilt, a very underrated pickup. I feel like a lot of people are not talking about this because you're talking about Russell and Beasley, but Vanderbilt is very, very underrated. You traded away Thomas Bryant for what? Three second-round picks, I believe. You got those second-round picks back from trading um for trading um Kendrick Nunn for Rui, and then you used that, the one second-round pick, to pick up Mo Bamba after giving up Thomas Bryant to the Denver Nuggets. So now you have a backup big to Anthony Davis. you got to give them credit. They're a way better team than they was a few days ago. They surrounded the team with shooting, and they, they surrounded the team with more length and just having big bodies. And so if Anthony Davis ever goes down, because we all know technically he does go down every other week, you could put Jared Vanderbilt in the slot in there. You could put Mo Bamba. You still have Gabriel coming off the bench. You should Obviously, you're not going to be the same without AD, but at least you do got the bigger bodies there. At least you do got the shooting. So you got to give them that. And then, obviously, the Phoenix Suns, they picked up Kevin Durant. I do want to say this, though, John, real quick. Paper, they look good. Let's see if they can all plan it out to play together because big threes, typically, some big threes don't work out. The Lakers' big three did not work out. The Brooklyn Nets' big three didn't work out. A few years ago, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, that big three didn't work out. Um, So we just got to really see. But those are my winners. All right. All right, my boy. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and um... – go off off my winners and talk about that i'll just i'll start with the lakers man because yeah the lakers are definitely well, a winner and yeah you said it best brother it is it all started with that ruby trade it happened on january 23rd not only did you get kendrick nunn and kendrick nunn was such a i just feel like was such a, a awkward piece on that lakers team because we knew what he can be because we've seen it we, we watched him be so good on miami we were like 
well, where is that? Because we haven't even seen like a glimpse of that, like not even maybe like a play or two where we're like, oh, yeah, that's Kendrick Nunn in Miami that just comes off the bench and gets buckets. So I was happy to get him out. That was, you know, uh, that, that was great. And just to bring in somebody that's a better shooter, a better defender, just a better fit for the team. Uh, and then you talk about, you know, getting the three second round picks for Thomas Bryant. That's huge. And then I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Once, once we let Thomas Bryant go, I was a little worried because I was like, oh, man, like AD can't just be having no backup. Like you, you said it best. AD goes down literally every other week. So I'm like, all right, well, like when he's on, he's an MVP caliber player, but he, he's going down often. So, man, I'm kind of worried. And then we landed Mo Mamba, which honestly is, 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 is it's not something, you know what I'm saying, to lose your head over. But I was, I was thinking about it. I was talking to my brother and I was like, in a way, this is like the discounted version of Miles Turner. You know what I'm saying? A big guy, you know, get, get some blocks, get shoot a little bit. Um, so he's just really going to help the Lakers, you know, be, be, be that, that big team inside, be some real big trees. Like just him himself has a 7'10 wingspan. So that's what Zerk, we know what AD doing do, do down there. And then the other, the other win that really helped the Lakers was getting off Russell Westbrook's contract. Because, look, man, I'll say this. Like, I think Russell Westbrook is great coming off the bench, but he wasn't getting paid coming off the bench money because of the contract that we, you know, we, we simply picked up from the, uh, from the Wizards. And that hurts the team, the ability to be able to have, you know, uh, uh, move, wiggle room to move around and bring on other players. So I think it was great to get off Russ's contract, but – he loves trade, man. And, and, and I've talked about this before. I mean, I've talked about this. You know, if you, if you want to see my first original uh, reaction thoughts, just go, go to our channel. You, you'll see we have a reaction to the D'Angelo Russell trade, and you're going to see me spot off on that. But I'll do a little bit more right here. Look, man, I mean, Lakers land a true point guard. You're going to allow, allow LeBron to be able to just simply run the lanes and get a lot more easy buckets. But Delos is going to feed him instead of LeBron having to initiate the offense and go get a bucket himself. And D'Lo is also going to take a lot of the stress away from, Le- from LeBron, like I just mentioned, being the offense initiator. D'Lo this year, 17 points per game, six rebounds, shooting 46% from the field and 39% from three. I, I didn't even think he was shooting almost 40% from three. I didn't even think that, all, all, uh, to be honest. So that was, that was great. That was uh, uh, great to see. But like I said, though, man, Jared Vanderbilt, that is such a – sleeper pickup and right when this right when this trade came out i even told you i said i like below i think below is going to be nasty on the on the and a pick and roll ad i think he's going to help lebron Malik beasley is going to be a great corner shooter but jared vanderbilt is going to be exactly what the lakers need come playoffs real when the game gets smaller when the game gets shorter when it gets half court game a player like that is going to be huge man he was a big part of why the uh, timberwolves had such good half court defense when um when when they went on that on that run and most of all, why the Lakers are winners. You know why, my brother? Because they did right by LeBron. You know what I'm saying? How many times was LeBron in the media or, in the, or just talking to people or making quotes? LeBron is smart. LeBron is very meticulous. He's not just going to say something and expect it to stay in that conversation. That's obviously going to get out to the world. But he was saying, like, yeah, I don't like losing. Uh, I'm not in my point in my career to do this. And we talked about it. We even did a reaction to LeBron talking about that, right? So... LeBron was putting it out, putting the pressure on, on Jeannie and Rob. So most of all, man, the Lakers front office are winners for doing right by him. My next winners, the Suns, K freaking D and TJ Warren. Not, you know, I don't really got to say much there. Uh, although I do, I do like the point that you brought up of not of, of um, we got to see how they're going to gel because some big threes haven't worked out. I don't have too much of a concern as to how they're going to gel like 
moving forward, but I'll be, I'll be real with you. I do not have them winning the championship this year. I think they're the greatest team, greatest team on paper. If you look at them, I think that uh, they have a great chance. But if you ask me, John, put your money on a team winning, I wouldn't put the Phoenix Suns because at an at a, at a, at a NBA finals level, you know, deep into the playoffs, all these teams are good. These are all great players. You know what I'm saying? So what, what, set, what sets your team apart? From, you know, I mean, besides you just having Kevin Durant, like, what you know, what, what sets your team apart? And a lot of that sometimes is team chemistry. A lot of that is, you know, knowing, knowing your teammates and playing to their, you know, their strengths. And through the Suns, are the Suns going to have enough time versus a team that's had the whole year? My next team, the Clippers. I'm not going to beat a, you know, beat a dead horse. You said it best. You talked about Miles, uh, Mason Plumlee's number, Bones Highland's numbers. That's great. I just don't, only thing I want to add, Eric Gordon, you know, to add, to add him is great because we all know how great of a spot of shooter he is. And let's be honest, you know, with players like Kawhi, with players like Paul George, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, people can't guard him one-on-one. Like people just cannot guard these players one-on-one. So they will blow by whoever their defender is. And once they get inside, the defense is going to crash. The second the defense crashes, you just have to have shooters around them. And so picking up a shooter like a shooter – and a vet like Eric Gordon, because we know that vets matter come, come deep in the playoffs. So picking up a shooter like Eric Gordon, picking up a vet like him is great. And then, yeah, Mason Plumley, that was definitely one of my favorite pickups because he could maybe start some game, depending on, on the lineups uh, out there. And then my fourth winner that I had was the 76ers. Jalen McDaniels for Matisse Thibault is great. There's no real big, big defensive drop-off there. And I even think Jalen can do more on offense. Matisse, every single playoff series was really unplayable. They kind of gave him the Ben Simmons treatment. Um, and then also, this is more of a more of a front office move type thing. But with uh, with that trade, they are now sitting well under the tax line, and they have a lot of flexibility for this buyout market. So the rich got richer, man. They're the third seed. They're four games out of the first seed. So those are my winners, brother. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think that's a very underrated uh, thing you brought up because no one likes to talk about the t- uh, pay tax thing, but that's important. It, it's it's part of the league. It's part of the NBA. So, so we're going to losers now, and my loser, we got to start off with Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are just bad. I mean, they're twenty six and twenty nine. They they're terrible away. They're ten and eighteen. Currently five and five in their last ten. They just lost to the Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie, without KD, without Ben Simmons. That's it's really bad. I was watching that game and I believe they were stuck at 94 points for at least five minutes. They couldn't score. And they had DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Crusoe on the court at the same time. So and Vooch. So you you couldn't you couldn't be a Brooklyn Nets team that just pretty much traded everybody away. You you and then you didn't trade anybody of any of your players. They've been talking about Kobe and Kobe White being traded. Has, been, has yet to been traded for the last two years, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's value for him. Anybody likes a combo guard, even if he hasn't played too, too well. A combo guard that's young, the, the uh, young teams want that. It's to, you know, look at Devontae Graham, for example, just got traded to the Spurs. He just dropped 30 points. First game, John. First game. And you, and you, and you said something about you should never trade a Devontae Graham for Josh Richardson. Um, also, though, so – the fact that you kept Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, that tells me you think you can still win with this team as a GM, right? So now shouldn't you want to get better players around them? 
and you did not even do that. You didn't make one move for a team that's 26 and 29, who's negative. Th- you're under three, you're under 503 games. It's bad. Like you, you had to do something and you did nothing. You, you stood still for a team that does not need to be standing still at all. All right. Um, number two, I put the Denver Nuggets only for one reason. I don't really typically think they're losers, but only for one reason. I think you could already notice, John. They traded Bones Highland for trash. Literally trash. Bones Highland is worth at least a, a rotational player, a, a player in return, or a first-round pick. You got, what, two second-round picks out of that? Yeah. And you, and, 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 yeah. And, and the thing was, you said you wanted to upgrade that position. Well, you didn't upgrade that position at all. You downgraded from that position, and then you traded for Thomas Bryant, which he was complaining about. Um he wasn't getting enough minutes with Anthony Davis. Now do you, he's going to be backing up Jokic. Do you think he's going to be getting any minutes from that? The best center in the league? So w- what are you going to do with Thomas Bryant? Are you going to just be like, play your role? Because I thought he was playing his role in L.A. He said, no, I want minutes. And so for his aspect, he just wants money to, to support his family, cool and all. But so I got to give you an L for that. You you didn't do much but trade Bones Island for nothing. And then um, my third team – Honestly, it's the Portland Trailblazers. Um, some people have some win- for winners for them, but I just – the only reason why I'm going to give them an L, they gave a first-round pick for Cam Reddish. I don't like that. Um, I think Cam Reddish has the potential, but I tell John all the time, I'm tired of this potential word. I need to see you do it. You've been on several teams. You've been on the New York Knicks. You've been on the Atlanta Hawks. You, it's not like you're a rookie. You're not a second-year player no more. There's something that you're doing that we just can't see, John. I think that's just that's just a truth, right? Because we don't see what they're doing in practice. We don't see what he's doing in interviews. I mean, like meetings or anything like that or film. He could be missing film. He could be doing terrible in practice. And I think it's internal of why every single team gives up on him, John. Every single team that he's been on give up on him. Trailblazers are just like, we're just trying anything right now. They put him in the starting lineup already. They're just trying anything because Portland is desperate. They just want to try new things. And then they gave up Josh Hart a part of that trade. And to be honest with you, I don't think Josh Hart's a bad player. So you gave up Josh Hart and then a first-round pick for Cam Reddish, which you don't know what you're going to get out of. At least Josh Hart, you kind of know who the player he is. I would say Cam Reddish has the higher up, up, like the potential than Josh Hart, obviously. But like I said, we have yet to see it. We have yet to see it, do it, or anything like that. So I give you a big L. And then you pick up Matisse Thibel, which is like, okay, cool, a nice wing, but he's unplayable at, at some times. He can't shoot. He can't really do too, too much, but play defense. And it's like – and then you and then you traded Gary uh, – Gary, uh, what's his name? Payton? Gary Payton? Gary. Yeah, Gary Payton away. So you just traded – technically, like, I think that was their best defender at, at a time when he's healthy. I think he's a really, really good defender because he does a lot more than just defend. He does a lot. That's, he was a reason why Golden State won championships. You give him away, even though I think that trade may be going back, which is super unfortunate. But it's just like I, I, I personally just didn't like the moves. Like Matisse Thibault doesn't make doesn't improve your roster, and Cam Reddish doesn't really improve your roster. They had to make that big move. They didn't get rid of Nurkic, who has he can he can hardly run. He's moving in sand. So I give them a big L. Man. It's really wild to think Dame's really rotted his career in Portland. Like, bro, and he continues to stay through this. Like, I, I was thinking, like, all right, Dame's old. He's like, dang, I ruined my prime in Portland. But now let me go go somewhere and get a ring. And they still, he still decides yeah. to stay. They still keep him. This is just absolutely wild. Um, 
but uh, I do like I do like that 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 Portland Trailblazers losers. Let me go ahead and get to my losers. Um, I also have the Denver Nuggets. Um, they didn't get. I I also you know what you said of uh, Bones Highland. They gave up uh, Bones Highland for second round picks, but they also didn't get any better. Like they they didn't get any better while their competition got better. The Suns got better. The Mavs got better. The Clippers got better. The, and and yeah. if you look on the the, in the Western Conference standings, the Grizzlies are the second seed. They didn't, you know, they, they they didn't really get that much better. The Sacramento Kings are in the third seed. I think the Kings, so they should have just sat and did nothing. You know what I'm saying? They're rocking out. But the fourth seed got better, the fifth seed got better, and the sixth seed got better. Man, the Nuggets need to feel that pressure on them. Yeah, they do. But I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, the Memphis, they didn't get better, but at least they got some shooting. They got a shooter. Absolutely. Right. And the the Denver Nuggets, like, I understand that, you know, you're you're in the first seed. Maybe you want to just stay pat, but nah, dog, like you gotta realize that you got as the first seed, you got a target on your back. You got you got, you're getting hounded every single night. So you gotta stay at your tip top shape. And just to the last thing I want to touch on with the with the Denver Nuggets, they gave away Bones Highland to the Clippers. Who's in the who's in the Western Conference, right? So you made your competitor better. So um, definitely a big L for the uh, Denver Nuggets. And the next team that I have is, you know what? You did the Bulls, so you talked about everything that there was possible to talk about the Bulls. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bulls out, and I'm gonna do who I who I had as my fourth team because I I really think this team also took an L. So instead of the Bulls, I'm gonna do an audible real quick. Take the Bulls out. I'm gonna put the Toronto Raptors because the Raptors did absolutely nothing. A team that we all thought, man, they're for sure going to be sellers this year. We did our buyers and sellers episode. We said the Toronto Raptors have to be sellers. They have all these players. They have so many assets to offer. We, when, we, when we did the KD video, which unfortunately we never even were able to drop because KD signed before we uh, could even drop that video, right? We said the Toronto Raptors have the most assets to, uh, to offer the Nets. And they didn't do nothing about Fred's situation. They did nothing about Gary Trent's situation. They brought in Jacoperto, which honestly doesn't make them better enough. Like it makes them better, but not enough to compete in you know the 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 deep deep in the East. So I think the Toronto Raptors are losers. And then my third team that I have is the Dallas Mavericks. And I know some people are going to be sitting there like, "Well, we got Kyrie. Kyrie went for like twenty five in his first game, and whoop de whoop." Yes, Kyrie looks cool out there. Yes, Kyrie looks good out there. But all you did was get Kyrie and a Morris twin. Markeith Morris, as a matter of fact. All you did is get Kyrie and Markeith Morris. And you're like, ooh, all right. We ready to compete for the title. Are you serious? Mark Cuban, Dallas Mavericks front office. Are you not subscribed to Clutch Talk? Because we dropped a video that has said seven trades, seven realistic trades for the Dallas Mavericks to make. So either y'all not subscribed or, well, I don't know, the video didn't get to you. Maybe you don't got your post notification bell on. So I, I think that's a, a blasphemous. There's no way that this is the team that they think is going to take them to the promised land. They're way too slim at the big position. And I was expecting a lot of moves, um, a lot more moves up to the Kyrie trade. But they pulled a Rod Palenka. They did a move and then they tucked off. Wow. Wow. But, so – but so so another team I forgot is Miami. I forgot to put them out there, John. Okay. Miami made no move. Yeah, 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 Miami did nothing. Stood still. They didn't. They didn't do nothing in the off season. So I'm like, okay, maybe Pat Riley's gonna do something at the trade deadline. What does he do? Nothing. 
So, like, you're and, – and I still think the East is open, personally, in my opinion. I really do feel like the East is open. Um, you got the Celtics and Bucks, but, I mean, now what? I think the, the Miami can compete with the Sixers. They, like, after that, like, who are we worried about? And you did nothing. So, now they got to rely on the buyout market. And I typically say, if you make no moves during the trade deadline, you rely on the buyout market, you're just not going to win enough. But if you make a trade and then work, then you add to the buyout market, you're ready. They did nothing. So, man, well, those are our winners and losers. Yes, sir, man. I saw winners and losers. Um, four winners, three losers. Uh, trade deadline. This was a very, very fun and exciting trade deadline. Uh, and stay tuned, y'all, because as y'all know, as soon as the trade deadline ends, the buyout market begins. And that's super, extremely fun and exciting. So, we'll have videos coming out of, you know, top players of the buyout market. Uh, we'll be talking about that. So, like my boy T said in the beginning, make sure you smash that subscribe button. Make sure you turn on that post notification bell on. Just click that bell, click that thing, and then make sure you follow our socials, man. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. We always we be over there, interactive posts, clips, all that. Bless you, my boy T. <laughs> but uh, but my boy T, you got any last words to say before we get up out of here? Um, we love y'all, man. All right, man. Keep supporting. But that's it, then. We out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace.